don't mind me, I, I just went out to lunch. Actually, he went downstairs to grab something and didn't make it up, ran up the stairs. So, Colostrum is on Surthrival, and uh, on our website, you will find several places to purchase things from Surthrival. I've known Daniel Vitalis for, ooh, ooh, I mean, probably close to 15 years now. Good guy, got some great products. And the elk velvet antler, which is a little elk velvet from the antlers that the, that the uh, um, elk grow. You know, those are organs, isn't that crazy? These, these, these things that are on the, on the elk, whatever they call them, you know, they're organs and they fall off every year. I mean, that's crazy. They actually fall off and they grow again. And so the, the, the elk velvet is some gooey stuff that's on the, on the antlers and they take that off their farm raised and they don't drug them up or anything. And uh, then they make a product out of it. And it's been used in China and uh, the oriental medicine for a long time. And it actually has factors that are, um, if you're um, a Olympian person in the Olympics, you, it has factors in the elk velvet that uh, actually banned because it makes you too strong. So it's a cool product and it's on sale uh, right now. Uh, we have a few more days and on oneradionetwork.com and I can grab the, uh, the promo code for it if we put it back up. We mistakenly took it down for a minute. But yeah, a rebuild 20. 20% off on elk antler. Elk antler, 20% off. Rebuild 20 is the name of it. Rebuild 20. It's almost been four years since we got introduced to molecular hydrogen. Adam taught us that hydrogen is the only molecule that's on both sides of the periodic table. Now, I'm not sure what that means exactly. Adam could tell you, but it's pretty pretty cool. In one of my uh, spiritual books, uh, one of my spiritual teachers is um, Rebazar Tars, Rebazar Tars is a cool guy, and he has his, he's had a body for about 700 years, and he used to pop into Paul Twitchell's, uh, who brought out um, Ekinkar in the 60s. It's been, Ekinkar's been taught since the beginning of time in different, in different names, but it was brought out back in the physical reality in the 60s by Paul Twitchell. It is just a study of what is the truth, and you as soul, you look and you see what the truth is and then you, you learn. So that's what it is. It's not a bunch of do's and don'ts. But anyway, uh, there was a book called Dialogues with the Master and um, Rebazar Tars used to pop into Paul Twitchell's apartment when he lived in, I think in, in Seattle years ago and he, he, um, he dictated this book to him. And that's what Dialogues with the Masters is. I think it's out of print, but you can still find it. And Rebazar Tars in the book talked about, in his teeth, talked about hydrogen as being the, the first molecule in physical reality that God created, hydrogen. He says this in the book. So, you know, if you've been around 600 years, you probably know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know exactly how it all works, but molecular hydrogen, which is very big in Japan, and Japan is the number one um, researcher and purveyor of, well, they make a hydrogen machine that we have switched to, oh, three or four months ago, called Holy Hydrogen, and it's food-grade hydrogen, the purest that we know of, with the really perfect metals for this technology. It's very powerful a molecule. You've heard of hydrogen buses, hydrogen bombs, whoops, hydrogen, whatever. But uh, you breathe the gas and drink the water. If you'd like to get one of these, they'll also have uh, easy payment plans for you. Go on our website, One Radio Network, click on the hydrogen link, use promo code One Radio, and get yourself a hydrogen machine. You breathe the gas as much as you want, and then drink the water. And it's a, it's a food. It's an energy. It doesn't kill anything or cure anything. It just helps the body to get stronger and stronger. That's the way it works. And uh, we like it. So you get yourself one of these machines. You'll, you'll like it. Let me put my earphone back in here. Wow, it is the... Uh, is it seven, 17th of April, huh? Wow. From the Hill Country in Texas... This is OneRadioNetwork.com. And we're on the air with Adam Bergstrom. It is the third Wednesday. Adam, tell folks about what we'll find there on SolarTiming.com. Books. Books. I keep on writing books. I'm going to slow down a little bit and sell some of those books <laughs> so <laughs> we can survive that. here. I know. Too much writing. and I, You know, I love to research, so a lot of times I let other things go, and now I've decided to catch up on some of those things and, uh, and uh, sell some books. Uh, <laughs> and we have a lot of them. We have, uh, you know, I have the, uh, the, the Yellow Fat Disease Compendium. We have the mesmerism book. Uh-huh. And again, the mesmerism is to let people know what the consciousness is capable of doing, but why not do it yourself? I'm not <clears throat> recommending go to a hypnotist. In fact, sometimes on Facebook, I'll see a hypnotist puts an advertisement for them on there, and I defriend them because I'm not promoting hypnotism. I'm showing how we are all hypnotized, and the real trick is to unhypnotize ourselves because we are living in a matrix just like Neo. Did he, he had an intimation that something was not right, but until he followed the white rabbit, he did not know that he was a prisoner, and his whole relationship, the company he worked for was fake, the people he knew were fake, they were all dreams and projections mm-hmm. until he woke up and took the red pill yeah so yeah yeah so uh, you think the mesmerism book is one a, a really good one for folks who want to learn how more to create their what they want well it shows what's possible mm-hmm. all the possibilities so a lot of people don't know that these things are possible that there was actually a man who was buried underground for 40 days and survived and, and that the British measured the carbon dioxide levels and that there was other people cured of genetic diseases where they had no pores on their skin and the pores appeared. That's like you have no nose and suddenly your nose appears or your ears appear. I mean, it's just as miraculous and things have happened like that. And if you go into India, you'll find even more amazing 
tails of people take t- people taking their arms off and on and growing them back like salamanders or or like a, a frog can do or certain reptiles or snakes mm-hmm. shedding skin yeah. that can be done in fact the the skin shedding and regrowing is a reality if you know how to do it people with burns do not have to go and get all those grafting they can grow their own skin back if they understand how to do it both with the mind and physical help on that one here's an email from anonymous okay you're anonymous that's good we all like to be anonymous why did the doctor speaking yesterday on patrick's show say humans do best on 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 our carnivores because he's been a veterinarian for 30 years if I've been a vegan for 23 years and still going. You know, we are omnivores. You have to find your own tune because people have eaten everything on the book. How does the uh, anyone explain Mr. Eats All? It took him two years to eat a Cessna. He was digesting it. The doctors doubted it. He was digesting these metals. He ate about, uh, what, 15 bicycles, uh, 12 shopping carts, a coffin, well, I know, but, TVs, but let's stick with the food. That, that was a very rare, you know, very, very rare event. Huh. It's not rare. People eat bottles. My son had a friend that ate bottles. Oh, so you're, would, you're suggesting that people uh, can adapt to whatever they want to eat? No, no, that people are as different as uh, if you take a mouse and you take an elephant, that's the difference in humanity. To put us all in one lump, is, you can't, you, what about the man who ate half a cow a day? He he ate a baby, that's got him in trouble. Well, he, I guess so, a, I'll get no He ate a baby, and, and human beings have done fine as cannibals. You know, cannibalism was just as popular in Europe. They would pickle people in the Middle Ages. They weren't going to starve to death. The Donner Party is not an unusual thing. We blame cannibalism on tropical islands, you know, at New Guinea and places like that. Europe was full of cannibals, and the Egyptians uh, were cannibals. In fact, kings ate mummies. After they wanted, You talk about jerky? They would eat mummies. <laughs> Do they eat the daddies, <laughs> too? Or, no, I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the daddies, too. Yeah. But it, it, anyway, uh, we are omnivores, and you find there are... Uh, I have a friend that was a vegan. A complete vegan she would eat a head of lettuce at a time she was stronger than me she had been a roofer you know not afraid to stand on the edge of the roof and do all that heavy work uh she swims very athletic been a vegan all her life uh, when i switched to trying to be a complete vegetarian i felt a definite weakening yeah now, so some of that's placebo yeah. too mm-hmm. but but you'll find vegetarian bodybuilders like bill pearl and then you'll find like Sergio Olivia, you say, it's crazy. You can't be a bodybuilder without it. Well, Bill Pearl was. So you will find such a variety between people. You find your niche and go with it. Yeah, whatever works uh, for you, man. Whatever works, right? True. Now, if you look at longevity, the people who tend to live the longest eat less meat and more vegetables or more food but they never eliminate the meat. They always have it in. That tends to be statistically, but that doesn't mean that you have to live a life of statistics because uh, there are uh, 100-year-old vegans. Uh, they're very rare, though. There are 100-year-old carnivores. They're very rare. 
usually there's some spectrum of omnivore. How many vegans were born a vegan? It doesn't happen that often. How many people were born 100% meat eaters? It just doesn't happen. You're going to eat at least something back and forth. And indeed, Ray Pete said, without the carbohydrates to to block the protein you're going to be burning your own muscles as fuel uh if you especially if you fast uh, fasting causes real damage if you uh if you're uh, a meat eater because you burn your own muscles at so, that point so if you're just doing total hardcore carnivore and we've talked to them ray pete and you suggest without some carbs that that the, it's harder for the muscles to be to build Every bodybuilder back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s knew that. You needed protein sparing is what they called it. And according to Ray Pete, even, you get ketones in potatoes. If you heat them, at a, if you dextronize them at a certain temperature, you get ketones. Mm. And that temperature is about 400. Then you make proteins out of your ketones. You complete the process. And what do doctors say? Oh, if you have a kidney problem, do not eat potatoes because they're too high in potatoes potassium nonsense they make protein and they absorb the uh the uh the elements that kill your kidneys to make proteins out of it in uh glutamic acid Mm -hmm. so um here's uh ties in lynn wants to know have been eating lots of veggies many unfortunately do contain potassium what to eat to reduce um oh so why do we care about too much potassium? Where's this coming from? I'm, I, I kind of got lost on the, this question. Well, that's what the doctors say, not okay. me. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> okay. Doctor. Yeah. yeah, too much of this, too much of that. You can't eat yeah. that, you can't eat that. But, but here's the thing. If I take uh, pota- potassium in a food, do you think that vegetable is going to not have the, a proper amount of calcium to balance it out? Almost always, they balance themselves out. When I take a vitamin pill, I'm taking potassium by itself. I'm not taking the whole vegetable. And Ray Pete was very firm on one thing. They only have identified certain minerals and vitamins and nutrients and phytonutrients that they know about and that are the easiest to market. So it becomes a miracle thing if they can extract it easily. Hmm, I just put this in the boiler and all this rose to the top. We can sell that as a supplement. Resveratrol doesn't even exist. It's not in the grape except for one day. So there is no such thing. If you take resveratrol as a supplement, you are taking a GMO stabilized product. That's why there's so many patents why would resveratrol have 20 patents and there's no unpatented resveratrol because any vintner or or wine expert can tell you it's not in the wine (laughs) it goes just like that and so so many elements like that are out of balance a vegetable has its its uh, game together Uh, like an apple is an apple it knows how to be an apple it can take the calcium, it can take the potassium, it can take the protein, the nitrogen, the hydrogen, and build an apple. Scientists, let them build an apple. They can only build it with a seed. They can't from scratch build an apple, no matter how many elements they say they can synthesize. They can't do it. And so, yeah. so Ray Pete specifically stressed para-nutrition. 
He said, the reason you only take supplements as medicines is because of paranutrition. They're only telling you a fraction of what you're supposed to have. And people say, oh, I have to balance my calcium with my magnesium. There is no ratio. That's ridiculous. It varies between the food and between the person's human body. If you study long enough, you'll find there's no such thing as a calcium-phosphorus ratio, a calcium-magnesium ratio. There all faults and depend on the person. <laughs> Is there anything in nutrition that we've learned over the last hundred years that's not made up? I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, wow. No. You know, look at look at structured water. Water acts chemically, non-chemically. There's not chemical reactions going on in structured water. It's the pressurizations that. Uh, that was Ray Pete's great contribution that went even beyond uh, uh, some of the other people uh, who, in, who in, have investigated easy water. That the pressurization is not a chemical reaction. There is no membrane over it, it, specific membrane any more than there's a membrane on water surface. Yet water surface, uh, you ever see those little water skaters they go right across the water on top of it mm -hmm. and a certain lizard can run on the water because there's surface tension it's not a membrane there is no fat membrane that they draw all these diagrams that things come through because as uh, Gerald Pollack has, has pointed out it would take more energy to run those pumps than you could eat it's about 20 times more energy that you could take in as calories. So it's impossible. And yet, our science, as soon as you see receptor, there is no estrogen receptor. That's a nonsense. It's all over the cell. So as soon as you see the word receptor, beep, 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 yeah. warning, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. Membrane, beep, 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 this person doesn't know what they're talking about. And also... We're told that nitric oxide is good. Ray Pete said nitric oxide is more toxic than carbon monoxide. Really? And, nitric. Yet it's taken and, and you can go out and buy nitro, uh, or what, nitric oxide tablets to increase your nitric, nitric oxide, right? And he said it was know, poison. It, it kills people. It kills so many people. It's the element in smog, for God's sake. <laughs> but Man, one, once I they tell. find out, it, it would make your... It would give you a hard-on. So once they found that out, they made it the molecule of the year and claimed it had all these sure. wander, yeah. wonders. And actually, carbon dioxide will substitute for most of it. Does. Now, nitric oxide can save your life when internally generated. But how many – cortisol can do that too. How many people out there of your listeners – I bet there's not one – that has gone into Whole Foods and said, could I have a, a cortisone uh, stimulate, please? I need something, uh, some kind of supplement so I can get my cortisol. No, stress does it. The same with nitric oxide. It comes on in a heart attack, but you don't get a supplement for nitric oxide. It, you even need mercury for certain things in your body, but no one goes and gets a mercury supplement, even though they did do it at one time. Even Ayurvedic poisoned a whole bunch of people with mercury supplements back in the day if you read the old text no kidding yeah yeah well there's there's actually um mm -hmm. there's actually some herbs 
uh, that contain a little bit of mercury and from Ayurveda. Yeah, they to this day. Ther- therapeutic. Yeah, therapeutic. Therapeutic that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I take one of those. It's not day. exactly homeopathic. They have a specific word for it, but it approaches it. It's isopathic. Basically, hmm. a thief to catch a thief. So if I have a cramp, why do I cramp it more by stepping on it? It cures it, though. You can rub it in lightly all you want, and, and it takes longer to do it that way when got a cramp give it more a cramp same with a heart attack you give it more of you give more of an attack on the heart and it cures it <laughs> um does adamant know any way uh from ruby uh how to regrow teeth dr nunley still thinks that we're going to figure that out someday you know he really I'm be- still he really believes that hoping i can do that i think you they, can they were regrowing mice uh teeth well, in the uh in the 40s, you know, you find, I, I love to go through those old medical books. And in the 40s, they were actually regrowing them. So to me, they probably have a way of doing it now, and they're just not telling us. You can heal cavities. Uh, my, uh, the, the doctor I talk about, Dr. Phillips and the blotting brush and all that, before he died in a tragic accident, I talked to him on the phone. And the last time I talked to him, he had healed three people's uh uh, cavities now in a very uh you have to be careful when i when i tell this to people they better be careful doing this and maybe be under supervision uh what you do is you take the area around the tooth and you take a knife or something and jab the heck out of it you cut it and bruise it then giant white corpuscles come and eat up the debris around it. They have to cling it up. But they eat the cavity too. Huh. And in three people, he was just on the on the cutting edge of that research, had healed their, once all that gum, which is replaced really quickly, grew back, the cavities were gone too. It They ate the cavities. He called them giant uh, white blood cells. He had another name for it. I have to check my notes. But it worked. So, again, that is a shock to cure a shock. Mm -hmm. And that was the last conversation I had to him before he died in a tragic uh, auto accident. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Uh, This is from Penny. She's in British Columbia. Oh, let's go there. I want to go there. I just discovered. Nice. Yeah, I just discovered Adam Bergstrom, and could listen to you, you guys all day when you come on with him. So interesting. I worked in a health food store for over thirty years, and now and Adam has uh, blown my mind with the corruption <laughs> that is uh, in this industry, especially omega threes. I love helping people, and have been thanked by so many. But I do see how toxic this industry is. I've always been interested in traditional Chinese medicine and emotions connected to health issues too. I'm 57, have been overweight for years. I'm reading his book on the subject of bloating. I would like to know the best way to deal with all the traumas. If you could ask him, that'd be wonderful from Penny. Well, you got a new fan from British Columbia. So what would be your best book on traumas, do you think, if she wants to get that? Or, yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful area. I almost had a chance to move up there one time to be a uh, a tuna canner <laughs> illegal an illegal alien in a tuna packing factory but i turned it down anyway uh traumas for blood 
<laughs> for for bloating, uh, you uh, uh, yawning and stretching and uh, and uh, addressing traumas. I have a book called Body. I got, I have so many books I forget the name of it. It's it's about uh, body language. I think it's called mm-hmm. the Compendium of Body Language, something like that. Goes into your arm, your leg, your teeth, your neck, whatever, and the syndromes and what is commonly found by it. The ideal way is to mind hack, to learn to mind hack, and you can find a specific problem the specific answer what your body requires because your unconscious knows everything it, it it's the conscious mind that's stupid mm-hmm. because it doesn't know it knows this thing we are hypnotized to say you can't be a math wizard okay i can't and then the hypnotic spell will last your life and it's very hard to unhypnotize something when you were fewer cells and now you're more you have more to change that's the problem it can be done though now when a person doesn't know where the trauma comes from they can meditate to find it or they just yawn and stretch the more they yawn and stress go through color recycling do techniques of that nature the trauma will come up it will suddenly be in the consciousness Mm -hmm. even even intention i will find the trauma and you can find it that way. However, mind hacking, it's a meter. You can find exactly what the trauma is. So many people have told me that uh, I don't have a trauma with my mother. I turn the foot. Think about your mother. And the right foot jumps. Sorry. So You may not think you have one, but you have one. If we get the mind hacking book, it's called Mind Hacking for the Millions. For the Millions. If we mind get that one, we can do stuff on our own without having somebody to, to do our hold the foot. You need two people, but you don't need an expert. You take a, in fact, a a younger high school student or junior high school student would be ideal because they're not brainwashed. Mm -hmm. And you just say, hold my feet and I'm going to talk to you. And then they're going to say, well, when you mentioned your mother, your right foot jump, what's going on? And then you can do the directing at that point. They don't have to be smart about knowing any Freudian or So if you're looking stuff. for your trauma, you could just have somebody hold your feet and they could tell you if the right or the left foot jumps when you're talking about. And then you know you have a mother trauma. And then you go on and say, well, what if I do this for it? And the foot jumps. And that's not the answer because your your unconscious says that would make it worse because well, it jumped even more. How do you more. know if the foot jumping is telling you yes or no? Yeah, because it jumps. Jump is a yes and non-jump is a no. And which side it was. Okay, so See, either, if somebody's holding my feet and I'm saying, um, I think the trauma uh, that is uh, whatever, the IRS or something, and you got nothing there, then it's not. Then it's not. But it, but if something jumped, uh, if you said the IRS, why would it jump on the left side or the right side? And so it's not the. It's never the IRS. It's always it's an never issue. Never an it. It's it, it's always a he or a she. Okay. So once you find out why it's a he, now we tend mm-hmm. to make police into father traumas, and alma mater colleges, college professors are into mother traumas. That's why we call it al- alma mater, the mother, <laughs> and the father is uh, the the judge. Judges they wear black, black drama. Uh, 
the uh, the white uh, diplomas. I mean, if you really look at the humor of how the universe makes it male or female, we can only be traumatized from uh, a male or a female. No one, I have never found a single person, and maybe they exist. There's always an exception mm -hmm. to the rule. I've never found someone that said, I tripped down a step when I was a teenager, and I'm spending the rest of my life getting even with steps. I hate steps. I have a trauma with steps, it's always and a, I'm going to kill every step I see. It's always a boy or a girl. So then you have, a, oh. in the Mind Hacking book, does it give you then the next step to take when you find out if it's a mother or a father trauma? That's in the body. The body will tell you everything. It's the expert, because otherwise I'm guessing. Once upon a time, I had a friend, and when he was 40, I found he had a trauma that uh, when you become 40 years old, men often, uh, they feel guilty about uh, sowing their uh, wild oats. And so then they get attached and they feel I have to get married. Now, I found that in my friend and then I went to a metaphysical bookstore the next day and randomly opened to a Carl Jung book that identified that trauma at 40 years old too. And he said it was always a mother trauma. Well, I started investigating candidates for that and i was seeing a lot of clients at that time so i had 10 in a row uh not in a row but i had 10 in sequence and over a year's time and i found that one was a father trauma so i did better than young and i his knowledge was a hundred thousand times more than mine was but because of mind hacking I found a trauma that he would have missed. He would have been treating the mother trauma when on this one person, one out of ten, that's big statistics. You have 100,000 people, 10% uh, uh, of that or whatever is going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of people that you're going to miss. Right. So, so mind hacking will get exactly. You just ask questions once you figure out male or female. You ask questions and when you get a, a hit, it's a yes and when you get no, yeah. it's a no. So, so you could then, say, then you so you could say something like, um, "What if you don't know what the trauma is? Where do you just start asking questions?" Yeah, you just you just come in. <clears throat> what I would do is come in and grab a person's foot. <clears throat> now, often, if a person's really traumatized, one doesn't move and one moves. So, if a left foot doesn't move or right, right away I know there's a male trauma to boot before we even ask a simple, simple question. Then I start to ask your questions. In fact, because of that, it directs my question. How's your father? And then it jumps, and that validates it right there. Now, if it doesn't, there are other traumas. Sometimes I have a friend that's traumatized by everybody, including me. Mention my name. He just takes things too personally. And he's a, a really, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hail fellow, well met, one of those kind of businessmen, you know, that seems to get along with everybody. But anyone, the slightest affront or what they do uh, irritates him and it gets imprinted in his body. And uh, he had a heart attack hmm. with that kind of attitude. He had a heart attack in his 40s. Um, so people, you can head it off at the, at the pass by finding out what the trauma is and how your reaction. 
say I turn the person's feet and I said, okay, you have a father trauma. It, will it be solved by murdering your father? Jump. Oh, no, I guess not. I guess uh, because your left foot jumped, murdering is not a good idea for your father. Uh, should you uh, not talk to him at all? Your body uh, doesn't like that either. And you go and you find out what the answer is yeah, because but you're I, unconscious. I, I thought the no. jump was a yes, so I got confused. Yeah, it's a yes, meaning that it, that it's a trauma. Yes means trauma. It doesn't mean yes, do it. It means yes, trauma. So when you say should you mur- murder your father, and your and, le- it jumps. and your left foot no. jumps, what is that? What's that telling you? It means no. It means that's a trauma to you. Your your brain, your unconscious knows that you will be arrested and put in jail, and that will oh, be okay. even worse. But it's not necessarily a trauma that's in there now. It would be if you did kill him. It, no, it's in, it's in it because there is no time. It's both ways, so it's already happened. <laughs> yeah, why am I confused here? Let's see. I'm trying to figure out how to ask it questions, and um, what am I missing here? Let me, oh. let me give you an example. Okay. Uh I, I come to, uh, I had a, a client here in Carpinteria once upon a time. So she lies down on the carpet because I preferred, I hated massage tables. I just got used to working on the floor. So I'd use a carpet, put a sheet on it maybe. So I turn her feet and right away I see that the left side is a problem. So I said, what's going on with your husband? How do you know that? I said, because because it's stiff. Then we give I, we keep turning the feet and say, what happened? Uh, well, he did this. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the problem. Well, when he so came let down me, the let me, stairs... Let me stop you for a second. So you said, what happened? And there was no jump. Nothing. No jump. Okay, all right. No jump. Go ahead. So it's not yeah. the problem. But then when he... Embar- then I say, then it turns out, oh, you know, what about when he embarrassed me in front of my friend? She and says that. She says that. Yeah, she says it. I she, see. She, just he talks and I, I and to, to spur the conversation you do stuff like uh 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 how's your work going uh where'd you get that base that's a pretty ceiling you have what you a- know you just make up any question you ever see 20 questions how they narrow it down with just yes and no when they get the right answer right. well in this case yes is trauma and no means it's a free pass so it doesn't tell you what to do it tells you what not to do and that's a really good way to mm. find out what not to do you don't want to go this path because it's dangerous you take this path because it's probably going to suit you well now there is a trade-off when i said that killing thing i, w- I wasn't kidding uh one person came to see adano that hadn't walked in eight years he'd been in a wheelchair and Adano had him walking within two treatments. He had him walking. That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, at that point, though, to drive, he still needed one of those mm-hmm. hand things. You know, you got the brakes and the hand and everything. He went out to see his grandmother, and he crashed his car. And Adano Lay said that that made he couldn't come for further treatments because his unconscious knew that the reason he was in a wheelchair it stopped him from strangling his grandmother he wanted to kill her <laughs> and so now he couldn't visit his grandmother and he couldn't get up out of a wheelchair anymore he had to be taken to his grandmother or drive the other way and wheeled in and so he couldn't do it so uh we protect ourselves between uh 
things that we don't want to do. And that's where the trauma comes. Now, here's the rub. Sometimes the smaller things are the worst ones. Like if somebody shoots at you and you shoot them back, it's over. You know, whatever occurred, you got over the trauma. You know when someone's victimizing you. But when you say, you know, uh, aunt so-and-so has a heart condition, and I just better lighten up on her her and not really tell her that she's a BIT, whatever, you know. Uh, So I'm just going to lighten up. That seems like such a minor thing, but the unconscious said, you're repressing that. We're going to give you a heart attack. We're going to give you a pancreatitis. We're going to give you uh, your back goes suddenly out over little things like that. So many times uh, one woman uh, was having a problem like that in El Paso. And my friend said, uh, call the ambulance, then tell them off. Because <laughs> her husband had a heart attack and she couldn't tell him what she really thought of him, that he was an SOB. So she said, just call the ambulance first, then tell that guy off. Patrick Jimpone with Adam Bergstrom. Uh, we'll stick around for a few more minutes. And, and uh, if you're watching on BitChute, we have all of our videos. Well, ever since we've been you know, kicked out of face, uh, YouTube, but just, you know, do this subscribe thing and you'll be notified every time we put up a new one. Here's an email. Um, he was, oh, this fellow was, Rudolph was corresponding with Adam on Facebook and he said it'd be a good question for our next show. So acidify or die, one of your books, how do we keep a good acid balance? He says, I use a lot of hydrogen myself. It helps me come back to lactic acid build up in muscles, would it be good to cycle the hydrogen breathing with doing other things? I guess he's got excess lactic acid. Why would we think that hydrogen would lower lactic acid? Did he just, where did we come up with that idea? You know? Well, it's incorrect. Okay. Uh, yeah. one, one miracle about hydrogen is on both sides of the periodic table. That we mentioned. What does, right. And what does that mean? It's acid and alkaline. Mm-hmm. It's it's the only element. No other element can. Oxygen can't do it. Carbon dioxide can't do it. Copper can't do it. Iron can't do it. Nothing can do it except hydrogen. So if you want to find out if you're acid and alkaline by hydrogen alone, sorry, it's not going to work. Yeah. And lactic acid makes you alkaline <laughs> because it's a volatile acid that tends to make you alkaline. Inflammation is alkaline and paralysis is acid. That's why hmm. anyone who has been rebirthed, have you ever been rebirthed? Did you years go through ago. That yeah, years yeah. Ago. yeah, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, yeah. Did you get to the point where you get tetany, where suddenly your fingers cramp up and everything? I don't recall, you know, I was, you know, I don't recall what happened, you know. That's what they do. They tell you to do this. Yeah. Breath of fire. And you breathe really quickly. Basically like that. Hmm. Now, you alkalize yourself so much that if you keep doing that for a matter of a couple of minutes, suddenly your hands will just lock up and you'll cramp up in your whole body. And if you continue past a certain point, which most people can't, you'll kill yourself of total tetany. That means your body goes into total cramp. Mm -hmm. And a heart attack, it's a cramp. It's a cramp in your heart. 
but your body protects you. First it gets the fingers and then it gets the toes, reflexology and does it. Now, coma, how does coma happen? Acidity, if I breathe really slow, I calm myself down. That's called meditation. And if I breathe, if I go into a coma, I become totally acid. So actually they can bring people out of comas by alkalizing them with uh, that would be a time for a little extra oxygen we revive a person with oxygen out of a coma but if you add carbon dioxide to make sure you don't toxify the brain by doing it uh, then it works better so acid alkaline basically has to do with uh, you uh, there's 50% of conditions that are inflammatory and 50% of diseases that are paralysis if you have numb toes that's not inflammation that's paralysis so that's over acid in that part of the body uh when you have a, a pain that's going to be alkaline okay Al- pain is always in an alkaline spectrum mm. so basically my book uh, acidify or die is basically making fun of alkalize or die because you we go back and forth we tend to be more acidic in the morning and then you work out to become alkaline so you can overcompensate and build up with acids. Now, when a chef puts the pot, the lid on a pot, uh, it's to keep the acids from escaping. The acids are the volatile life force. The minerals stink to the bottom. They're not going anyplace. You're not going to see uh, calcium fly out of the pot. Right. You're only going to see yeah. the volatile acids. I think go it's out. it's kind of universal in the natural world. I don't know how far back it goes that people believe. Many people believe that alkaline is good and acid is bad. I mean, that's just I don't know how that all started. You know, maybe was it the alkaline guy that diet? What's his name? Oh, yeah, I, I forget the various yeah. people that were doing that, but there was there was a, a few of them had a book, and one of them, the most ridiculous one. Uh, Baruti or something like that. He had a book with a cover, and many of many of the li- your listeners have seen that cover. It shows a beautiful mountain scenery, and then a, a- and then a dried up desert. Yeah. And it says that's the alkaline is the beautiful mountain stream and the water, and the and then what do they show for the desert? An alkali flat, because it's more acidic on top of the mountains with water in fact the pine trees are so acidic you it's hard to grow food around there Mm. without changing the soil to more alkali but all the minerals run downhill and you have the salton sea where you can't grow anything or you have desert flats and you have salt beds and that's all caused by basically being over alkaline so he had it actually in reverse so i laughed about that and that's that was my inspiration his book alkalizer die to write acidifier die and both are incorrect we swing to the middle and we dynamically swing back and forth acidic in the morning you build up with carbon dioxide during the night acidic and then you uh and then you build your you exercise to break yourself down to rebuild yourself and if you want more muscles you super compensate by getting more carbon dioxide at night now many people Mm. they 
are loaded with cortisol in the morning and they alkalize themselves with that cortisol. That's why their blood sugar, it's called the dawn effect where diabetics suffer from over too much blood sugar at that time of the morning because of their cortisol is going and their carbon dioxide is not uh, turning on correctly. Hmm. Boy, it's, uh, it's a strange world to kind of keep our tabs on this thing. Um, yeah, I, and then people were buying these machines that would give them alkaline water, right? And that's not a good idea, is it? Well, the the funny thing is, any liquid to drink it that every you day, take, to drink it every day, right? Yeah, yeah. If you take any liquid, and I'm talking about coffee, lemonade, Coca Cola, distilled water, spring water, mm-hmm. whatever you want, alkaline water. If you drink more than a quarter of it quarter a quart of it at one time you alkalize yourself no matter, no matter what it is. if it's acid no water what. or whatever it doesn't doesn't become cola whatever kind of drink you want except alcohol alcohol will not do that definitely but if you drink anything non-alcoholic almost anything in the world you'll alkalize yourself now alkaline is the wrecking ball that breaks things down so you can rebuild it so paradoxically you when you break yourself down it takes three whole days to reacidify yourself but then once you're reacidified one more quart of water and you're broken down for three days so you would never want to drink more than a a half a quart at one time or two big glasses at a time no problem no problem at all and even uh even if you're like uh uh, when Ray Pete was working as a logger, he was sweating so much he was drinking gallons a day, but he kept it to uh, a couple glasses at a time. He didn't go and Which chug would be like a whole 16 quart. ounces or so, or 20 ounces? Uh, 16 ounces, yeah. yeah. You could get away with that fine and have no problem, but, but you wouldn't acidify or alkalize yourself, no matter if it was alkaline water or not. It's a bunch of so nonsense. So if, if you did two cups of water... And then how much? How long would you need to wait so you don't get over uh, uh, alkaline? It, it depends on the humidity in the air. People are really hydrated quite a bit more. And actually, maybe even three glasses of water could uh, over-alkalize themselves at that point. If you're in the desert, hey, <laughs> you can do uh, sure. two glasses of water every hour. And if then if you the over-alkalize... What does it do to the body and why does it take so long to get back to digesting your food if you get too alkaline? There are diseases coming over alkaline and over acid. Hmm. Here's an example of an over alkaline disease. Tuberculosis, heart attack, gallbladder attack, uh, auto accident. Those are things that cause you to go into extreme alkalinity. uh, alkalinity. Hmm. Over acidity, uh would be things like the growth of cancer uh uh it's funny i i'm not thinking of any other acid diseases but believe me there are acidic diseases too oh paralysis any form of paralysis is an over acidity of a particular area that you have in your body and uh certain conditions where you have uh, total body arthritis that can be acid or alkaline rheumatoid arthritis is a breakdown form caused by over alkalinity but osteoarthritis is uh, over acidic from aging 
osteoarthritis is the aging type. Aging, strangely enough, is alkaline until you get to 90. Then you start to acidify in the wrong places. So the most acid you will ever be healthily in your life is as a little baby up to maybe three or four or six or even seven years old, and then as an old person. And do that, not they even say, oh, old people are acting childlike. Yeah, yeah because yeah. they really yeah. are. Only they're acidifying to the wrong places. You see, where you acidify is also important. And the level of the periodic table, all of those levels show what level you can acidify or alkalize. If I'm acidic at the interstitial level, maybe my cellular level might be the opposite. And then maybe we go down to the nuclear level. And it's the opposite. And then we go to the DNA level and the chromosome level. All these other levels, we should switch back and forth. So once you learn how to acidify certain areas by taking certain minerals, because they get directed, just like on the periodic table, uh, my eyes are here. They're not in my knees. And uh, you have different things in different places. Well, the periodic table has a place for everything. Hydrogen is always on the top, by the way. It's mm -hmm. always the commander on both sides of the ship and then all the other elements. So copper actually alkalizes me. But where does it alkalize me? In the cell. Now you take something like gold, it goes way down and acidifies or alkalizes in different areas of the body. So if you know that, like magnesium, uh, magnesium will alkalize you at the interstitial level, but not in the cell. Calcium's job is to do that. And then you get to the organelle, you get to uh, rubidium. So all of these levels acidify or alkalize. And now, it seems complicated, but once you learn the periodic table, there's only a hmm. hundred and, well, seriously, all you need to know is about 90 of them. If you know 90 of those and you memorize it, 90 things, we how many things did we memorize? Millions of things, right, during our sure. life? Hmm. All you need to do is 90 and you have a Rosetta Stone to know what's acid and what's alkaline and what works at one level of the body. It is so simple and that's why I was marvel over Emmanuel Ravisi because no one seems to have figured that out before him. Hmm. And so what about the color or, or the tongue? What did you say, that a white tongue is acid, too acid? Yeah, as a general, as a general rule, yes. The, if the tongue is uh, white and you tend to have... Uh, Sometimes your skin will crack, but it will ooze. And if your nose runs and things like that with the white, that is over acidic generally. If you have a dry cough <coughs> mm -hmm. like that and your tongue is red and is cracked, and if your heels are uh, chapped and, and even cracked, that is over alkaline because you're a dried up alkali flat. There's no fluids in there anymore. So, so if the tongue is just white without any other kind of symptoms, what would that be? Without well, now we have to be careful. In the morning, a lot of people, especially if they've slept a long time and fast, stuff will come up again on their tongue. But if you when you find a person with a white tongue at, say, uh, afternoon, 
or at nighttime when you're talking, they're watching TV. Too acidic, right? Yeah, then they're too acidic. And now, because a an acidic person will actually do better in a desert climate, and an alkaline person will do better in a mountain climate because they're already alkaline, and if they're in a place that dries them out, like an alkali flat or Phoenix or someplace, they're going to dry out uh, uh, more and become more uh, and uh, more alkaline. What are the two top foods if one wanted to push? That'd be probably a question people are asking. What are the two top foods to push it to acid and the other top food to push it to alkaline? Understand? If you want to be acid, the easiest way is eat meat. Meat, okay. That's, that's the easiest Life way. force. Okay. Life force is and, in meat. And it's the you, closest to our flesh. And if you wanted to get more alkaline quickly, what would you do? Greens? Uh, mm. Greens and things of that nature, yeah. Now, now be, so that vegans don't feel left out of this, there's kidney beans, there's mushrooms, there's all kinds of acidifying foods too, and sure. some grains will do it. But it requires some kind of protein, whether whether it's vegetable, animal, or in between, it needs to be a protein to do that. Other things are just acid naturally that stay, like anything containing benzoic acid like a cranberry, that acid stays. When I have a malic acid or a, an acetic acid, it goes in my stomach and boom, instantly, it's volatilized. It's gone. It's not an acid anymore. So if I think I'm going to uh, acidify myself with apple cider vinegar, I'm in for a surprise because by the time it hits your stomach, it's not an acid anymore. <laughs> but benzoic acid will stay in there and go right out into your bladder. So that's why many people get rid of in bladder infections by the cranberry. And it's a lectin, by the way. The, the part of a cranberry that works that's acidic is a lectin. The lectin is what cures the uh, bladder infections and the kidney infections like that. A lectin is supposed to be so bad wow. for us. What does Adam think about anticoagulants like aliquis for anti-clotting and blood pressure medication like losartan? Can you get off? Can you get off these? What causes strokes, according to Adam? Mm-hmm. Well, there's two questions there, and let's do the stroke first. A stroke can be acid or alkaline. So about 90% of strokes are the blockage type. Yeah. So those can be anticoagulated away. But what if you have the seeping type that just seeps into tissue? And that's about 10% of people have that. You can do actually legitimate muscle response tests for that and actually do adjustments for them. But here's the real secret about coagulation. And this would save a lot of people out there getting vaccinated with false, uh, uh, false injections. What they would do is simply... The secret of coagulation is if you're acidic, you coagulate. If you're alkaline, you decoagulate. Now, obviously, we need coagulation because without the solid part of our body, we're not, go- we're not keeping everything together. But when you become too acidic in the blood, that's one level of the periodic table tied in with the uh, 
the third period of the periodic table, then it will solidify. So anyone that goes and gets a, uh, a vaccination should de-acidify by eating nothing but vegetables, be a vegan for a week, <laughs> probably even for two weeks of veganism. Not going to hurt a person. You'll get your you'll get your proteins out of things like tomatoes, which has uh, free-form amino acids and things like that. That's the time to be a vegan and a vegetarian. Other diseases, it's best to switch to a carnivore. <laughs> I'm changing out my battery here. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Well, I'll talk, and then uh, yeah, if, if <laughs> while you change your battery, if uh, so, uh, you acidify to coagulate the blood, and you alkalize to thin the blood. Thin and of course, we want in between. We want solid matter floating in the blood. But no people, no one seems to notice that you can actually coagulate your blood by meditating because you make yourself more acidic. It, usually, it coagulates to a certain degree and it's healthy. But when you get an extraneous injection from something supposed to be a vaccine and that it actually causes heart attacks from coagulation, that is actually from over acidification. You know, that's when you want to do Wim Hof breathing and alkalize yourself. I would think, knowing all this boom, 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 back and forth that you're talking about today, which has been great, I would, I would theorize then if if we we're into a deep meditative state where no thought and just kind of whatever that is, that's so ideal because the body's going to go just where it needs to at that point, right? And you don't have to figure anything out, do you? It, I'm 100% you, on board with you, you on that. That's what I'm thinking right now. I said, well, yeah. I do that at night sometimes in the middle of the night. I can just, woo, just work with my body and get to a point where I'm like just with God and that's it. And I feel like everything just works then, you know, whatever tension or cramps or everything just disappears. Our, our body knows because it knows, it knows. D in a body is ecstasy. But because we get culturally attenuated, oh, you're not supposed to be in bliss all the time. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. But a healthy person is in bliss all the time. Everything they do, even if they stub their toe, wow, that was fun. That was fun. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's a watcher within. It's like, would you watch a movie that didn't have a villain in? No way. No screenwriter would not have a villain. You gotta have a villain. You gotta have a villain. Accelerate the plot. But just like you enjoy a movie, you can enjoy the same thing in your body by enjoying your experiences and by enjoying them, you heal yourself automatically. Yeah, if you can really get into it. Yeah, Paul Twitchell had a great line one time, one of his books is saying something like, uh, souls are, are very curious uh, entities that oftentimes they will create problems just so because they think they're surviving if they create, you know, if they're solving a problem, right? <laughs> Which is, we've all done that, right? You know, oh, I'm solving this. That means I'm surviving or I'm whatever, you know. I was classic. <laughs> Were you? He just froze up his internet for a minute. Gruesome Newsome just shut him down. Oh, there you are. You, you, <laughs> there, you, I'm back. You froze up for a moment. Okay, you were you were about to say about the... Um, the, uh, golly. Yeah, what were we talking about? That went quick. Wait a minute. Well, oh, what, two, two, Newsom, two. give me back my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I lost it too. Where? Okay, I'll just... By the way, 
This is it's Jeremiah. How does Chilo come right back? Wow, aren't those great? Okay, come on back here. What were we were talking about before we froze up? Yeah, I, yeah, I was. Governor Uhall thought stole my thought. Now I was really on a rant too. I know you're <laughs> you're on a you're on a roll, huh? Oh yeah, but bliss. They oh. want to take our bliss oh, yeah, away yeah, yeah. because we're designed to be happy. And oh, then, then we did the Paul Twitchell happy. thing about we have to create a problem. There it came back. We have to create a problem because we think we're surviving, right? Then you were going to say something with that, I think. Well, Swami Nitty Gritty had a great expression representing that. Happiness, happiness to a dog is one flea. Hmm. It's one flea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have too many. That's a, that's a problem. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I'm going to try to be more to like the, dogs because they got it going on. I mean, she's lying here in total bliss, just happy to be near me, and that's all that matters. I mean, she's in love. You know, it's like it's a total love story, right? They do better with emotions. Now they do get hung up. Uh, I if a dog gets caught in a door. They do have it problems more than uh, than yeah, sure. he/she humans are like they'll be afraid of a door. Uh, we had a dachshund that my half brother came over drunk one time and threw a cherry bomb at the dog, and the dog was so afraid the poor little dachshund jumped over a fence this high, which it was impossible for it to usually jump over, and hurt its gonads on oh, the way over. Okay. Well, any time a cat a, a car backfired after that. The dog would hide under the blanket. And the 4th of July was a nightmare for our poor little dachshund, Baron von Stromberg. Baron von Stromberg. So I'm losing, yeah, I'm losing the battery again because... Uh-oh. <laughs> so so um, you're going to... Well, we're about, we have to go anyway. So I'm just going to leave it on you. You guys don't need to see me because we're, we're running out of time anyway. Well, not that I believe in time, but we got things to do. I gotta do. Um, I got. I gotta go somewhere. I got so, an appointment. Okay. So Adam Bergstrom, SolarTiming.com, and uh, would you guys? Would you mind sending me the mind hacking for the millions thing PDF? Would you do that? You bet. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I'll, I'll sure. upload it that on my little Amazon thing. I've got. I, I got a reader now that I actually because of Vibrant Gal, I figured out how to get it on there. So then I could put it on there and I'll start reading that. I want to really dig into that because I know you got a lot of cool stuff in there, and I. I love this. So if you don't mind, that would be great. Okay, so... It explains it probably better than I've been no, doing here. Yeah, yeah, that's Because okay. it sounds complicated, and the reason I call it mind hacking for the millions is it's so easy to learn. You just feel. Easy to learn. Adam, I love you, kiddo. Thanks. You guys have fun. Say hi to Gruesome Newsome if you see him walking around <laughs> on the street. <laughs> and and uh, uh, go to solartiming.com and get your stock up on a few eBooks today for the weekend. All right, kiddo. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you. See you soon. Have a great Bye day. Now. Okay, he's great. Oh, so oh, I still got a little camera left. Oh, I don't have it positioned very well because you can see the the light there. Okay, I got to get out of here before it runs runs out. It's great, isn't it? Live, live, live. Where is the thing? Here it is. Okay, I will see you guys on Friday. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, let me know if I can help anything. Patrick at one radio network.com. Thanks for your support. Uh, check out sending us 10 bucks a month or something if you want. And we will see you on Friday. We take Thursdays off.
farmer's market day today, one of Doodle's favorite things to do because everybody pets her at the market. And uh, I love you guys. Thank you. You're doing great. Don't let anybody tell you that you need surgery or anything. You, you can figure it out. Get that mind hacking for the millions and we'll read it together. All right, kids. So we'll see you on Friday. Love you. Take care. Bye. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.